to yours from God our Father, and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. It's good to be with you again as we continue with our sermon series of the aha moments, spending time in the text and seeing how these moments with Jesus define our lives, shape, and mold us. And our text today is this little story in the early life of Jesus in which we encounter Mary and Joseph taking care of their duties as parents, and we meet an old man and an old woman at the temple. But before we dive in, I'd like to do something different this time. I'd like to start with an aha that I had when I took a look at all three of the texts together. And that opening aha is this, that the family that is purposely centered around Jesus and participates together will find greater hope, joy, and fulfillment. I think we saw that when Paul reminded Timothy that that faith that he had, which started in his grandmother, was passed down to his mom and was given to him. We saw that when the mother gave to the Lord her child that she had prayed for and wanted more than anything. And we see that today as two parents bring forth their own child to be baptized into the family of God. And I hope that you see through worship and through being a part of this church community and from living within your own family that this truth, this aha is essential. And our text today engages us in several different areas of life and tiny little moments from faith-filled traditions to purpose to waiting to suffering to hope. All of these little areas that remind us of the bigger picture of the things going on because at the center of that is Jesus. And what I can promise you is that Jesus is not a shortcut to hope or to joy or to fulfillment. Jesus is those things. And while we are given them by God, we grow in them as well. We grow in faith and love and what it means to be a disciple of Jesus. So let's dive in and take a look at our text and let's get a little background knowledge first of what's going on here with these words of purification, consecration, and something else. First, purification. Now, why did Mary have to be purified? Why does she have to come? Now, like I said at the beginning of service, this is exactly 40 days after the child was born. And in Leviticus 6, what that means is that the mother must come forth, show herself to be cleaned by the priest, and offer a sacrifice so that she can be welcomed back into the community after giving birth. Secondly, we have this consecrating of the firstborn. And what happened since the time of Moses, the Lord commanded, Consecrate to me every firstborn male. The first offspring of every womb among the Israelites belongs to me, whether human or animal. Now this was done in remembrance of God's delivery of his people out of Egypt, where the angel of death passed over the people of Israel, and yet the firstborn of Egypt were slain. And yet here, is it not God himself who is consecrating his own child, setting him aside as the offering for us all, the one who will take away the sins of the world. Now that third one we want to look at is the word poor, because a pair of doves or two young pigeons was what you would give if you did not have enough to fulfill and pay for the land. And this is important because not only does it fulfill the prophecy that we find in Isaiah that a shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse, from his roots a branch will bear fruit, meaning that from a ruined house 
hope will arise in Jesus, or as Amos said, as a fallen kingdom has been destroyed, one will come who will repair the broken walls and restore it to what it used to be, the promise of Jesus is here, we also see something behind this. We see our first aha moment, which is the inclusivity of God. See, economic status, race, nobility, the beginnings do not matter to God. What matters is His love for you. And we can carry this into even children. It doesn't matter how a child begins. What matters is that the Lord loves that child and that applies to us as well. We may look back on our past and be ashamed, but friends, your past doesn't matter. What matters is that the Lord loves you. has a plan for you. That's why we teach people that they can bring their children to God. Because each child is special to God. Each person is special to God. Each one of us is known by name. And each one of us has a purpose in Him. And the Lord rejoices and finds joy in each one of us. See, these things, these rituals, these traditions, this going around singing that song that Dr. Heidi led us in, we sang that when I was a child, and you better believe we're going to be singing it when my children's children sing it here. Dr. Heidi will probably be leading it then too. <laughs> because it's part of who we are. It signifies importance. And that we're part of something bigger. Baptism reminds us that while we are individually chosen and brought into the family of God, we are brought into the family of God. Part of something bigger, yet in the midst of this big thing, each one of us is seen because of the promise made to us in Jesus. And so we get to meet this random man in one of the stories of Jesus named Simeon who was righteous and devout and was waiting for the consolation of Israel. Consolation of Israel being all of those promises tied up into one word in Isaiah. Comfort, comfort my people. Rejoice, burst into songs, for the Lord will bring comfort to His people and have compassion on His afflicted ones. He will look down on her ruins and restore to her like Eden. Proclaim the year of the Lord's favors. Comfort all who mourn. As a mother comforts her child, so I will comfort you, and you will be comforted, O Jerusalem. The Lord longs and promises to bring us hope and comfort and does in Jesus. And then there's this wonderful little thing. In the midst of being comforted, we see this text. Moved by the Spirit or led by the Spirit. Simeon, at a specific time, was brought to a specific place. And you better believe it wasn't just him who has been brought to a specific time at a specific place. We see the same thing happening to Philip and to Paul in the New Testament. And friends, I promise you the same thing happens to you. Now, I'm not trying to sound like Morpheus here from, from the Matrix, but there are no accidents in where you are today. Do you not think that God has placed you exactly where He wants you? 
Do you not know that God has given you the family and the children that he has designed for you for his purpose? It does not matter your age or your ability. The Lord has given you hope and joy and purpose towards the fulfillment of expanding his kingdom and doing his work. Each of us uniquely placed to bring love through our words and actions in a small way for a big picture. These little events in our lives and the little things we do have huge impacts in people's lives. Just the other day, I got a note, an email from a confirmation student who said, when I went through confirmation in eighth grade, I didn't really learn anything. <laughs> but something that you said must have planted a seed in my heart because I was lost and had walked away from the faith and now have found myself back in the Word of God and realizing His purpose for me. Friends, that takes us to our first random aha challenge of the day. Somewhere along your life, someone did something very, very small, maybe planted a seed, and God has turned that into something big. So I challenge you to reflect and to write that note to someone who did something for you and encourage them and say, I may have been a punk eighth grader, you're not punks, but <laughs> what you did in my life changed the direction of it for all time. And I thank you. Because this work and this ministry that we do one to another may seem small, but is big. And that's the way that our Lord likes to wait, or to do. And sometimes it's hard when we're waiting. Now our friend Simeon, he knew a lot about waiting. And I don't know where you are at in your personal waiting, but I would encourage you to in the midst of your waiting for whatever it is that you long to be delivered from, that you look with eyes at your past and how in your time and experience with God, He has come through for you and brought you comfort and will do so again in Him and in His time. Trust in the Lord and look forward in confidence to the future that He has for you. Because when Simeon talks about peace, it's because his eyes have learned to look and to pray in a way that says, open my eyes, Lord, to see as you do. So that I'm not waiting in a hurry, but rather I wait expectantly and hopefully with hands that hold on to your salvation. Because this salvation of the Lord, his light and his glory is what we have. Prophet Zechariah said it this way, the seed will grow, the vine, Jesus, will yield its fruit, and the ground will produce its crops, the heavens drop their dew. I will give all these things as an inheritance to the remnant people. Salvation, light, and glory, all given to us in and from Jesus. And then we come across this. He talks directly to the parents.
tells about how Jesus will be the falling and rising of many, which is that whole idea that others will stumble upon him. But as for us who believe, he will be our cornerstone in which our children just sang. That there will be those who speak against and the Son of Man will suffer and die for his people and the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed. Meaning that either belief or rejection in Jesus will ultimately be the one sign of the acceptance or rejection we have of God. But the aha for me was this little piece right here. He looks at Mary and says, a sword will pierce your own soul too. Not talking about the way she would die. But Mary will personally share in her child's suffering. And I would say that each one of us share in our children's suffering. Doesn't matter how old they get, when they hurt, we hurt. And I may not be able to speak how to rectify the pain and the suffering of your own children, but friends, there are children who are suffering and vulnerable all across our world. And as I mentioned before, it is not an accident that God has brought the people here together to become the body and church of St. John's. Friends, I want to challenge you to take a look at these two ministries that we have here in our church that reach out to the vulnerable children. Now, I know you may not be able to read the sign behind you and what the fine print says, but you can find it on our website. But the first one is our GraceWorks ministry. For as little as $50 a month, you can support a child in need. Send them to school. Make sure that they have the medication and the food that they need to survive. We have been given much, and for very little, we can support these children. And we have different levels of involvement that you can be in, from donating and supporting a child to donating and supporting a project, just like we did when we sent the playground structure and we packed the meals last year. We have been called to support the children all around the world. And some of us to even attend mission trips so that we can lead them in VBS and be with them. Because when you get there, you find that they wear the clothes that say St. John's because we are one family and each of us are the brothers and sisters and fathers and mothers and grandparents. And each of us need to reach out and care for them. And lest you think it's just in a continent away, even in our own backyard, children are suffering. And one of the smallest ministries we have in our church that makes a huge difference is called Safe Families for Children. These are families here in our church who before a family enters into a crisis and their children are taken away and have to go into foster care, come alongside these families, welcome the children into their homes, and give the parents an opportunity to get back into their feet while we care for the children. Now, not each of us can open our home, but each of us can play a role in supporting and providing for them the resources that they need, whether that is diapers or clothes or driving them to school. We have been called to be the hands and feet of Jesus to these vulnerable children. The ministry of the church has always been to care for the orphans and widows. 
We at St. John's must answer this call. So the reason I asked you not to turn in that card yet is that on the back side, you wouldn't mind writing your name and say, give me more information on how either to support Grace Works or Safe Families or Foster Care Ministry at St. John's. Because we cannot stand on the side of the road any longer and say, this is not my problem. Someone else will do it. Each of us have been called to care for these children just as the child of Jesus has cared and embraced us. The text continues and talks about Anna. Something interesting is that Anna comes from the tribe of Asher, which is one of the ten northern tribes which people often refer to as the lost or forgotten tribes of northern Israel. But friends, no tribe and no people is forgotten by God. And you can take a look and say, wow, this woman was really old. She was married for seven years, widowed for 84. First graders will tell you that's 91. So she had to be over 100 years old. But if you really like numbers, there are 12 tribes in Israel. And if seven is the number of completion, any first grader in Mrs. Demarest's class will tell you that's 84, and probably the other classes as well. Every widow taken care of. And she doesn't get a chance to speak, and that's because her fasting, her dedication, and her worship speak louder than any words ever could. We have been called to speak the words of Jesus and to live the love of Jesus. And that takes us to our final aha which is that when we see the child growing strong in grace and wisdom in the Lord, so too must we. What stories are we telling? Because our children look to us and listen to us. What stories are we speaking to them? Because the stories of Jesus and the work of Jesus transforms and changes and blesses everyone. And that is our call for this morning. To hold on to the stories of Jesus. To believe and trust in what He has done for us. And to live out this calling and speak His truth to all people and all children.